It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is the Friday edition of your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks, 1036. It's Kendall and Casey. Of course, that number, 317-684-8444. Okay, so we had Hoosier rock legend Henry Lee Summer on yesterday, Mm -hmm. and we got so much great response over that. People, I think it's been quite a while since he's done media appearances, and people just love Henry Lee Summer. He's wild. He's wacky. He's a great dude. Uh, Just a great Hoosier through and through and Henry Lee as many people know had some challenges but he has largely overcome those and is still out and playing and you know is just a kind of just a beloved local figure now. It's so great that he could take the time out of his day to appear on the Kevin McNamara show. So Kevin <laughs> booked the interview oh, yeah. and I'm gathering with Henry Lee's Facebook page or whatever. He doesn't actually run it as many celebrities don't. And when they posted the link to the interview and mm-hmm. Kevin had a nice little write up for the WIBC website, if you want to go back and listen to it, the whoever runs Henry Lee's Facebook page said, you know, some of the effect of we, we We'd like to thank Kevin McNamara for interviewing Henry Lee Summer. Henry enjoyed sitting down with Kevin McNamara. Yeah. He was part of it. Kevin was yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to let the fame get to my head. You absolutely should. I, I, was, I was surprised, like, Face the Nation wasn't calling you today, demanding your services. I figured you wouldn't even be at work today. So. Right. Yeah, seriously. Right. He's getting too big for us. Uh, but you can. It's posted on the WIVC.com website. If you can go back and hear that interview with Henry Lee Summer talking about, you know, how he wrote Wish I Had a Girl, which is a phenomenal story about where he was and how he wrote it. We talked about him being a great Indiana high school basketball player. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a whole bunch of different uh, different things we went into with the legendary career of Henry Lee Summer. But one of, the, um, one of the things that's super fascinating to me is the people who listen to our program and how different things they hear on this radio station, how they speak those things they hear spur them to a variety of responses. And this is a phone call that we got in no way doctored or edited related to Henry Lee Summer being on our program yesterday. I didn't call for comment. This is Kenneth Beasley. I just called to try to find out who this Henry Lee Summers is. Is he local? Uh, uh, if you're looking for music, uh, we have a, a rock and roll recording that was made in 1959, and it was hidden in a file cabinet for almost 70 years, and we'd like to give it to him. So can you have Mr. Summers uh, call us if he wants this music? There's no charge. It's it's great rock and roll. It would go. It's unpublished, unknown. It would go platinum, make him a lot of money. Um, but he has to call Kenneth Beasley if he's in Indianapolis and come by and pick it up. So all he has to do is uh, call Kenneth Beasley. Um, so can you tell him when he comes on the air? 
They've got music for Henry Lee Summer. He he, he could make a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah, he might have to take that old uh, rock and roll record down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if they'll spin it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if Kev, if you have a way of getting in touch with Henry's manager still, there the revival, the reemergence of Henry Lee Summer into mainstream American society. Mm-hmm. Could K- Kenneth has it. Get, Kenneth has it. Well, he could really bring rock and roll back, so I can do that. Uh, because it is our show, we got into a lengthy discussion yesterday about Long Island iced tea, <laughs> which is not really a thing anymore. As I said, it is now just called a Long Island Long because Island. there is no actual tea component to the Long Island. And mm-hmm. we had talked about how it kind of got its name and why. I was looking up the ingredients mm-hmm. for a Long Island. You've got vodka, rum, gin, tequila, triple sec, sweet and sour mix, maybe a little cola. And a lemon slice. Yeah. So th- we had somebody who, uh, I guess, is some sort of Long Island connoisseur oh. as well and really wanted to weigh in on the Long Island issue. Hey, Rob, calling about your earlier conversation about Long Island and iced teas. Um, unfortunately, I've been a Long Island connoisseur since before you were out of elementary. I'm 54. I was drinking them early 20s, especially at Ball State. We used to have $5 ball jars. Yeah. Refills for 3 bucks. Used to drink them like they are going out of style. They made some really, really good Long Islands up there. But anyway, you were right in regards to the reason it's called Long Island iced tea or was – since you're not calling that them that anymore, is this splash of Coke made them look like tea. I've never heard of lemonade being put in a Long Island, so that's different. If they do did do that or do do that, I've never had one. Um, but best Long Islands, obviously, are top shelf. I won't drink anything that's not top, top shelf any longer because they're the best. And maybe you did or didn't know this, but a lot of cheaper bars won't put tequila in their Long Island. They skimp on the tequila uh, to save money. Um, you'll find that in a lot of your lower-end bars. I've noticed that over the years. But anyway, just wanted to uh, give you that little bit of info. Um, and again, you are right on the Coke part of it. But lemonade, I don't know about all that, but I could be wrong. So have a great one. Okay. So I'm, I'm reading it as a sweet and sour mix. Yeah. So have you ever tried the twisted tea? comes in the can yeah i'm not a fan of that no no tastes too much yeah. uh, aluminum yeah to you all right so we got this letter it is uh in response to a question we have asked on the show for a very long time because we've laid out all the things with trump that are uh, to us are pretty glaring about issues that exist with him and uh, we've pondered why people refuse to get off Trump, even when presented with the glaring issues related to Trump. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it is a really well-written letter, one of the best letters we've ever received. And I thought that it, it kind of at least, whether we agree with it or not, it addressed the issue that we have have asked. And Great. so, uh, Kev, if you are, this comes from Kim. And Kev, if you are ready, uh, please start the music. I believe the reason that millions of Americans support Donald Trump is that he proved, despite many attempts by the left to remove him from office, that he loved this country and that he was capable of bringing the U.S. back from the brink of destruction. For the first time in my lifetime, I felt the direct impact of a president's actions. Less taxes... More stability for our elderly by limiting drug manufacturers from increasing their prices, eliminating the inheritance tax, and so on. From working to secure our borders, lifting people out of a life dependent upon welfare by creating jobs, and standing up to the other countries that had for too long let Americans fund their security in the world 
while they let unchecked immigration put a burden on their own people and communities. President Trump worked tirelessly to make America great again, doing many of the things that he said he would do. And I think you and I both know why he was not able to accomplish more. If we must blame someone, I feel that we can only blame ourselves. Our forefathers who wrote the Constitution warned us against letting those who we elected grow too big and have too much power. We have become complacent. Truly, who could have imagined just how rotten and greedy these tyrants have become? I will vote for Donald Trump because he has proven himself to be a fighter, a man unafraid to stand up against these despots. President Trump has proved that he loves this country. And I want to tell you that you have taught me something, Rob, that we should vote for the best man for the job, regardless of the party that they are affiliated with or their chances of becoming elected, because they will get elected if enough of us stand up for what we believe in. Hmm. There's a really great part in here where she rips on Holcomb and Todd Young, and I just didn't have time to get to it, so maybe we'll read that one day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Save that letter. We might need to frame that one. So I thought that was really good. It's yeah, a, it, it sounds like it was well thought out. Yeah, and there's a lot more to it. I just, uh, the time we had left, I wanted to make sure we got to those two portions of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. We asked and people respond and that's how it works here. And uh, uh, Did she sway you at all in your thinking? Well, no, because I look, I will vote for Trump hands down without a doubt. If without he's the nominee. The nominee, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we'll be cheerleaders and we'll think it's great because this country cannot deal with four more years of Biden. I don't think he's the best person to be the nominee, but I respect people's ability to disagree. And that's what we do on the show. We give all sorts of people all sorts of platform and all sorts of time. All right. We've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.